Hello everyone, and welcome to the Joyplix Gamescast. I'm your host, Christian Buckley, here for episode 25, joined by the cozy conductor himself, Kevin Diaz. How we doing? What's happening? Doing Kevin, good? how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Hanging That's out. Swell. Chilling. Um, Arizona is doing uh-huh. horrible in terms of COVID. You know, you gotta Ooh. love it. Are we making international news yet? Like, are we being talked about as on the states? I, I don't know how much Arizona gets brought up outside of, you know, Arizona news stuff, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, you know? Are we being talked about yet on that level of, like, we're really bad? <laughs> or I don't know. The only, mm. as someone who lives in Massachusetts, the right. only time I ever thought about Arizona was in AP history in high school. When one of my teachers was like, Arizona's the best. We don't do the time change. It's great. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. I mean, that is true. Yeah. That 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 is one thing. I, I've got my whole life mm-hmm. not knowing what it's like to do a time change. You yeah. know? Besides my little time I spent in New York, but I was only, you know, mm-hmm. a wee lad. I yeah. was in charge of the clocks back then. Yeah. But how are you? Good, sir? Doing good. It's hot out. It's muggy. It's humid. But we're talking about games, so I'm going to try to push on through. <laughs> um, we've got a big show. Big one. We normally do it middle of the year. This is basically the middle of the year. So POTS today is going to be a little update for this year in games so far. we got some news to talk about. But before we get into any of that stuff, let's talk patch notes. Patch notes, of course, where viewers, listeners, ourselves and writing corrections uh, based on things we got wrong last week, updates to stories, maybe we get new information, don't want to get dedicate a whole discussion to it, but a little, little sprinkle of like seasoning on top of a story that's already juicy from last week. This week there's nothing. Mm. So. Nada. So, not only was it a slow news week in terms of what we talked about last week, we also got nothing wrong. So love to see it love to absolutely. see it absolutely but we've been playing some games you know as always we kick the show off with the games we're playing it's i don't know if it's like this for you right now kevin but like mm-hmm. it's hit the point in the year for me where i'm like burning through games yeah 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 like as in like your pace of playing them like you're mm-hmm able to get through them pretty fast yeah yeah i feel that i feel that um i'm at a little bit of a similar but a little bit of an interesting scenario that i don't i never anticipated that i'd be in with games mm-hmm. like like after i beat part two i don't know how i'm feeling like i don't know if it's like placebo or there's something to it or whatever but i just don't feel that fulfilled i guess is the right wording i don't know i don't know how to put it maybe it's like no i think it's more of like part two was a very <laughs> interesting game to go through in terms of like uh you know it's it's depressing if you yes. will mm-hmm. so i think maybe i'm still like reaping the like, like dealing with maybe it i'm still yeah yeah you know? maybe, like it's still internal yeah yeah i think that's where i'm at you know where mm-hmm. it's like yeah like I'm glad to, you know, what I've been playing, uh, Ninjala, you know, a cool, fun, uh, free-to-play, melee-based arena battle type of game uh, on Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, a very cartoon Fortnite, uh, Fortnite-esque type of aesthetic. There's weird stuff where, like, 
you know, you're also chewing gum as well mm -hmm. in the game. So your blocking is like with a big gum ball. That's like, cool. uh, no. What's it called when you blow a, a bubble? Bubble. Thank you. Not a ball, a bubble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that, um, as well as like, it's, 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 it's fun. It's fun. But I think there's something that I think I'm finding out about the game is that I feel like it's much deeper of a game than what it leads off to be. Really? It seems to be. Like, dude, there's whole, like, pairing systems in this that, like, you gotta, like, move the stick in a particular direction to pull off, like, a perfect parry. And there's, like, a certain way of, like, doing a side attack that cancels out a down attack. And it, there's... There's a lot here that I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I was not expecting this level of, like, you know, I don't think it's, like, as in-depth as, like, I don't know, like a like a Dark Souls or, like, a Bloodborne type in terms of, like, gameplay. But it's definitely deeper than what it leads on for sure. You know, That's really there, interesting. Yeah. There's, like, definitely, like, a little bit of depth to this game that's, mm -hmm. like, I've looked up guides and, like, okay, like, what is – the blocking system in this game because yeah. like arrows come up and you have to like counteract the arrows i think it's a whole thing it's a whole that's thing. wild that yeah because i've only seen trailers right i haven't downloaded it to play it but i would yeah i would definitely recommend just giving i mean it's free to play so it's like you know yeah you're yeah. only you're only costing gigs at that point mm -hmm. um but uh it's 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 interesting it's very interesting it's very yeah. interesting i bought the story pack as well haven't mm -hmm. gotten into that yet How um much so it was five bucks Oh, oh. You know, so really easy. But the way they worded it, it was like, it's story pack one, chapter one. Mm -hmm. So I tried to tweet at the devs, you know, like, hey, does this mean, like, there'll be more story? Which I assume that's what it me meant. Probably, yeah. You know, like, if you're going to call it story pack one and everything. Um, but they never got back to me, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, so, I'll, I know. I'm eager to hear back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I plan I planned on having story stuff today. Unfortunately, I did not. Uh, but maybe, hopefully, next week I'll have nice. impressions on like story. So uh, my only question that will make or break me trying this: mm -hmm. How does it feel to move in the game? Because like the whole pitch is like your ninja kids, right? And yeah, if like if running up walls, doing flippy dippy stuff, if that's fun, you got me. Definitely fun. Definitely okay. fun especially the running up walls and stuff like that mm -hmm. it's it's yeah no definitely fun definitely okay fun. I'll give it a shot good stuff definitely definitely um there is a game i messed around with on my switch that i got earlier this year i want to say i bought it in january and i chipped away at it here and there um but it recently was announced to be getting a sequel that's coming mm -hmm. out in like a week and a half so i was like hey you know what I've been on the last level of this game for two months now. Let me just let me just finish it off. Let me see this ending. Uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I see. You recommended me this game? Mm-hmm. It's really good. It it's really it? good, dude. It's, it's, it's a very good video game. I don't have a history with Castlevania. I always loved, like, the music you know like i like gothic horror stuff and like bloodborne is my jam right so knowing they did like oh yeah gothic vampire dracula sort of thing and it's a platformer i was like oh that's cool but like i eh, i don't want to play it <laughs> um bloodstain though you know like i was looking into 
trying the old Castlevanias, you know, like recently I've been looking a lot more into the past on franchises I missed and Castlevania right. was one of them. But then I hear about this Bloodstained thing where the creator of Symphony of the Night, which is the only good Castlevania game that I is like sung to be incredible, you know? Yeah, like definitely I mean, that's the same thing with me. Like I've only heard of like, you know, that one game like being like the crown jewel of like mm-hmm. Castlevania, you know. Symphony of the Night. Yeah. And that's cool one of the name. games cool absolutely. That is the game that like really teed up Metroidvanias alongside Super Metroid, right? Right. So the guy who did that game made a Kickstarter to do a spiritual sequel, Bloodstained, a Ritual of the Night, I think, which is the 2.5D one. And then Curse of the Moon was a Kickstarter bonus, like stretch goal, mm-hmm. where they were like, hey, if we reach this stretch goal, we'll make a 8-bit style Bloodstained game that's a prequel, and it's in line with the level-based old Castlevania games, like pre-Symphony. That's cool. Yeah. So that's, I figured, that's a really like, cool idea. Yeah, I figured, like, if I want to get a taste of, like, classic Castlevania, why don't I just get the game that's an homage to classic Castlevania and was made in 2017, I think? Mm. And it's really fun. I played on uh, Veteran, so it was a little tough, and that's why it took me so long to beat it. Mm. And let me tell you, this final boss, or not final boss, this final level, it's final levels, you know? Like, (laughs) on the main map, it's broken up into six portions, you finish that sixth one, and then it's like, okay, so now there's a castle with multi- multiple floors of levels to it, so you gotta get through, like, four more levels, and then a boss fight. It's like, more than I expected, but man, is it, it does it wrap up well. It's gorgeous. Soundtrack is great. Big fan. Nice. Good to hear. Good. Mm-hmm. I have, I really gotta check it out. You've been talking too much about it. I gotta, I gotta see what's up. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. Definitely. Goes on sale a lot, too, so worth, worth checking out, and, uh, there's some challenge to it i i heard like veterans that like no og castlevania said that this game's kind of easy so mm. um i i love a good challenge i just hate mm-hmm. when it's like when it feels impossible that's when you yeah. got me out the door but if mm-hmm. it's a nice challenge i'm i love a good challenge yeah like whenever i died it never felt unfair like there were a couple okay. times where it was like okay my, yeah the knockback is pretty like excessive so yeah you made me fall down that cliff but like that was very rare um and that sequel curse the moon 2 july 15th i'm there day one coming up Mm -hmm. good to hear good to hear but similarly like how i was looking back been looking back with a lot of franchises you have been continuing your look back at god of war because you started god of war 3 I did start God of War 3. Christian, God damn. <laughs> I love God of War 3. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, because going, because God of War 3 leads up, it's it's literally right when God of War 2 ends, is when yes. God of War 3 begins. And man, God of War 2's ending, I already talked about it here on the Gamescast, one of the best, like, endings I've ever seen. Like, the mm-hmm. most hype, like, yo, you have to get the third game after playing the second. <laughs> like, I don't see how someone could watch that end God War 2 bit and not feel compelled to play the third one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, God War 3 is literally, like... So, as I've been going through the PS2 God War 1 and 2 games, right? Like, a lot of it comes up in the chat of, like, oh, man, like, this would be cool, you know, it, in, like, a remake fashion. Or, like, this would be cool in, like, the modern day. 
you know. Mm-hmm. God War 3, so I'm playing the remastered version, which I think came out in 2014. Okay. But the but the original God War 3 came out in, I think, 2010. Mm-hmm. I think. I could be totally wrong on those dates, but it's somewhere around there. I did uh, think so, 3 was 09. I can double check for you. 2009? Okay. Likely probably 2009. Honestly, yeah. But, 2010, um, you're right. 2010? Okay. Yeah. The remaster was for PS4. Um, and, man, it looks good. It looks really good. Obviously, I think I'm playing on, like, a little bit of, like, a bias because I'm jumping from a PS2 game to a PS4. Yeah. Kind of, like, skipping the PS3 version, you know? Um, but, man, it looks really good. Super fun. Uh, the it, – it, it, it's still retaining – that like God of War 2 feel in terms of like improvements and quality of life and stuff like that. Like it's definitely still, you know, not as archaic feeling as God of War 1, of course, to be expected. Um, the only thing I am noticing is that I can't tell if it's because I have endured God of War 1, which was a lot, you know, very, mm-hmm. very interesting time with that game. Yes. God of War 2, you know what I'm saying? Being de- Definitely more forgiving. Definitely, you know, not as brutal as the first God of War. Uh, but still, PS2 game. PS2 jank is there, you know. To jumping to God of War 3, where I feel like I'm, like, flying by, you know. And I don't know if it's me going and playing all these in a row that I'm just acquiring, like, a skill level towards God of War. That I'm just understanding it on, like, a more just gameplay basis and just can just, you know, breeze through God of War. Or the games are getting easier. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah, know which I, I one's which. But I'm feeling like I, I could probably bump up, bump up the difficulty on God of War 3. Not that, like, I'm having a bad time, you know? And there's definitely, like, some point of, like, okay, like, this is a little bit tough. Uh, but I haven't felt, like, you know, painstakingly. Not that I want to. Maybe I'm just saying maybe I'm being a little bit too... Uh, you know, nuance or whatever, but like I could use a little bit more of a sprinkle of a challenge. Yeah, well, you know, based just on what, bit. yeah, based on what you've told me about God of War one and two, right, and sort of the overwhelming sentiment that I know of from like discussion about games on the PS3, uh huh, is that maybe in response to one and two being pretty difficult, three was toned down a bit. Maybe it's just like how game design evolves over time in terms of like making things more streamlined. But exactly. yeah. I remember a lot of podcasts like back in the day, you know, like 2009, <laughs> um, people talking about how the PS3 360 gen, super easy. Yeah. Like no, no real challenge, right? Yeah. And that's why something like Demon Souls, which eventually led to Dark Souls, was like huge because it's like, oh, something A that's challenge. pushing back finally. Right, right. When there's, like, the the Uncharted's, The Last of Us is, um, God of War 3's, for example, uh, Halo's, like, pretty straightforward games, like, point and shoot, do some jumping, solve some puzzles, pretty straightforward. Um, so maybe that's the case, it could be a variety of reasons, but it's interesting that, uh, as the series goes on, you're facing less challenge, because... I've only played like one of the PSP games a little bit, and then mm. 2018. Yeah, I wouldn't say 20. I played 2018 on normal, I think. So, outside of like one or two of the boss fights in 2018, it's not a hard game, you know. So yeah, like, 
definitely, definitely not hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, in terms of bosses and stuff, game design, gameplay, you feeling good about it? Because uh, Stig Asmussen, who did Jedi Fallen Order, directed three. Mm, interesting. Okay. Good to know. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool, like, story stuff that's happening. Like, I like where they're going. And, like, they, I guess, I mean, not I guess, they, they did kind of like hint at what they were doing with god war 3 and god war 2 i just totally didn't really like pick up on like oh like that's what you meant gotcha. by this thing you know so like there's a lot of cool stuff don't really want to spoil oh i guess not that bad of a spoiler mm-hmm. um it's now it's like all right zeus is like yo all the gods let's stop our little you know quarrels and our fighting whatever we gotta take out kratos because <laughs> he's wilding you know what i'm uh-huh. saying like he's out here um so that's essentially what it is like i i I guess it almost feels like a Batman Arkham Origins type of style of, you know, storytelling format where I'm going from at least how it's building on because I'm only like three hours in. But I think I'm going to go to like each of the core gods and deal with them, you know, leading up to Zeus. In a similar vein of like in Arkham Origins, you're dealing with a bunch of Batman's enemies leading up Mm -hmm. to, you know, all that good stuff. So it seems like that's what we're going with. Uh, it looks great. It looks super good. Of course, once again, I'm playing the remastered, so it's gonna look great. But it's super cool. Nice. Good stuff. Having having a lot of fun with it. Glad you are. Um, and that's on PS. That was a free PS Plus game, I think, because I think I own three remastered. Mm-hmm. I so. I was on PS now. I was like, wait, no, I definitely feel like I have this game, and I did yeah. have it, so I just not so. with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know you're, I know you're telling me to start with two, but I own three, so like maybe I just check out three. I don't know yet. Oh, but two is really good. Yeah, I, I want to check experience. out two eventually. Two I'll, was, I'll get there. Two was fun. One, no, but two, two <laughs> was fun. Yeah, two was. A um, time. there's one other big thing I wanted to talk about for stuff I was playing recently, uh, and that is Resident Evil Five. I wrapped mm. it up. I saw on your GG account. I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, played that whole thing co-op, my buddy Matt. Uh, we did so like we went half halfway through the game. Then we were like, "Oh, there's a prequel mission. We should do that in the middle of the game once we unlock it." And I have one last thing to do in this game before I can delete it off the hard drive, and it's mm-hmm. filling out some info about Jill during RE5. Mm-hmm. And you also play it co-op. It's my it's Matt's birthday today, but I'm gonna be texting him like, "Hey." I gotta wrap this up so I can clear up some space. <laughs> Matthew, you down? Come on now. Yeah. Happy birthday, Matt! If you listen to the show. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I it was fun. It was it was an alright game. <laughs> Good to hear. Good. To, I mean, because well, I guess what I want to ask you is because like a lot of people talk about. Wait, is it already four or are you five people talk about? Shoot. Do you, right now. Uh, what's the Resident Evil that a lot of people love? Is it RE4 or RE5? I think it's, it's RE4. It is 4. Never mind. Okay. So then I guess, you know, from what you've heard from RE5, um, I think I've heard, it, like, it gets progressively worse. Yes. I forget if RE5 is the worst one or RE6 is the really bad one. Yeah. 6 is the one that gets a lot of flack. Okay. Um, gotcha. 5, I think initially for sure, used to get a lot of, like, it's no re4 you know and it's like oh is this the beginning of the end but i think as we moved on at least from hearing like big fans who have been lifelong fans of resident evil talk about five i've Mm. heard some people come around on it 
since then. Okay. I see. Uh, I can tell you I would have enjoyed the game a decent amount less if I played it by myself, probably. Um, mm. Because it is designed around having an AI partner. And let me tell you, I am glad I played this with a person with a brain. Because, <laughs> oh man. Oh, is there like some pretty, you know, part like parts where you got to coordinate and have a lot of good dialogue yep. with your person? Okay, gotcha, yep. gotcha. There's okay. places where you got to split up. There's like, okay, you go over here, use this crank while all these enemies are chasing me so we can cross this bridge and then I can open the door for you and can just keep running, like stuff like that. Mm, so I if I had to be playing with an AI, I would have either cranked the game all the way down to easy or I would have watched a video recap by the end of it because like it it can get challenging. I'm sure it scales to having like knowing two people are playing it, but right. um, playing it with someone had a very enjoyable time. Mm, good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, it it sounds like the like level of like, um, like steps that you have to coordinate with your other person that you're playing with. It at least the way you described it kind of reminded me of uh, you ever did a Easter egg in Call of Duty Zombies? Did, did, yes. Did you ever do one? It, yeah. It kind of sounds like like that level of like, hey, like I want to do an Easter egg with like some random. Yeah. It's, it's like, just not gonna happen, you know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's like as in depth as that because a lot of it is like hey I need a heal did you pick any up stuff like that and then okay. uh, you check the left side of the map I'll check the right side of the map I found some shotgun ammo you're the one who has the shotgun let me give you the ammo like stuff like that gotcha um, which again just by assuming playing it with an AI partner would probably be a lot less streamlined and kind of frustrating at times right um, just based on the era the game came out you know um but yeah it was, it was fun it's uh out of all the resident evils i played so far probably my least favorite but i still liked it like a fair amount you know i've yet to play a bad resident evil game right so good to hear though good yeah to hear. so uh before we jump on over to news though i did want to shout two things out real quick if you'll allow it oh absolutely uh, I finished the Pokemon Isle of Armor DLC expansion for Shield. That was saw fun. The, saw the review hit my sub box. Haven't mm -hmm. watched it yet because I'm on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. After that, mm -hmm. definitely. And those that are watching or listening should mm -hmm. definitely go and check out that review. Absolutely. You said everything I needed to. There you go. And the other thing is that I started my uh, Proud Mode Platinum Run. For Kingdom Hearts, we've done two of them so far. Third one should be either happening or out by the time this episode is out. Uh, those are available on a playlist. Doing streams of them, just like Kevin has been doing streams of God of War Three, which you can check out on YouTube.com/slash/PlayStationSource. Forgot to plug that one. Uh, you can also watch me run through Kingdom Hearts uh, for the platinum thing. I said I would never do in my life. I'm doing it. It's a good time. I I was. I was in train for a little bit for one of those. Yeah. Looks fun. It, it, it definitely looks fun. Mm -hmm. Looks fun. Yeah. I know you've kicked around Kingdom Hearts a couple times. So like, when is it going to happen? Yeah. yeah um, it's, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. it is a lot. That, that's in the realm of, like, one of the Personas, you know? Even though mm. I'm a little bit closer on Persona 4 on Vita. I'm just... Okay. It's inching. To, to, to be fair, mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts, a lot shorter. More games, 
but you can get through them in way less time than a persona that's a good point you could you could probably really knock out three kingdom hearts games in the time it would take you to play persona 4 golden so good point with that being said though it's time for news first up kevin i want you to talk to me about hyperscape hyperscape the game that i thought was hyperspace me too <laughs> so i looked into it thoroughly because i was gonna come on and be like listen i love ubisoft you know what i'm saying they're one of my favorite devs and slash publishers slash names and games in general you know mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of their games, right? Uh, but that name is trash. But it's Hyperscape. So yes. it's not that bad. It's not hyperspace, right? Mm-hmm. But it is a free-to-play, 100-player online FPS. Well, what we're looking at here. Apparently, the the release is uh, impending. Like, it's 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 coming up. It's, it's this summer, apparently. So they're kind of doing like a Apex Legends, but not really because they were like, hey, we're going to announce it and drop it today. You know, yes. this is more of like, it's it's coming out soon. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess they're doing stuff on Twitch with creators and big people on Twitch where you could get drop keys to a similar form of like Valorant. They did that yes. as well. Um, and as far as I'm aware, it looks like the, uh, I guess, closed beta that you can get into with these keys that you get from streamers watching the stream. Um, it looks like it's only on PC right now. But the game is coming to consoles when it fully drops, whenever mm-hmm. it is. But it should be pretty soon. And uh, I will definitely be checking this game out. Um, so I haven't looked at a ton of gameplay from this. Uh, it does, to me, look a lot... Hmm. It it has, like, a cyberpunk aesthetic to it. You know? Yeah, I, w- I was getting, like... I watched the trailer. I was getting, like, s- the tone of, like, a Watch Dogs 2, but, like... Mm, okay um aesthetically some like tron looking helmets you know <laughs> like yeah 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 it, it it definitely looks cool it looks it looks interesting i have a push score article i guess i could just read their little description gets my inline this all uh this appears to be a battle royale game which focuses heavily on futuristic tech and verticality throughout the city of neo arcadia that's a cool name you'll start each match with just a melee weapon with guns uh, procured on-site and landmarks housing the most sought-after loot. Hacks act as perks and grant certain skills designed around offense and defense and movement. Two can be held at any one point in time, as well as the number of weapons are also two that you can hold at one point at, at any given time. Hyperscape appears to stick to the tried-and-true formula of a successful battle royale title, bar its interesting inclusion of hacks, but it's the fast-paced combat and navigation which really sets this one apart so mm. um i was looking at it, it and just remembering the little bit of gameplay that i saw like they were they were able to do like really 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 high jumps you know and yeah. like um i'm trying to compare it to another game um that's of a similar vein that what fps has super high jumps that thing enough um i guess like it honestly kind of looked like if apex was like futuristic and even though sure. Apex is in the future, but, like, I mean, like, more of, like, you're able to do, like, those super high, like, old school, mm-hmm. like, Quake, Battle Arena type of jumps and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, in FPS. And it looks it looks interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, I think right now 
at least I might be tapped on battle royales to care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I already feel bad that I don't play more Apex, but like Apex, I feel like is the one that I'm gonna pledge allegiance to when we have to all swear to the battle royale giants. <laughs> right. Like, because I love Titanfall so much, right? Like Apex is just perfect for me. Um, yeah. So with hyperscape what you're saying is cool right like the the addition of like okay battle royale but hacks that can change the game that's interesting but what I, what i'm kind of more interested in with this whole beast of a thing is the way it was released and announced and like how do you feel about this right because like last year when apex happened you and i did a, I think we were doing a podcast that day, and I was like, hey, might as well just react to this during the show. Yeah. And we thought it was a Titanfall thing, even though, like, Apex is still in-universe, in but, like, hey, here's the game. It's out right now. People are streaming it right this second. Go get it. Like, that approach, especially in the age of not E3 E3 right now, Yeah. like, where does this work for you in terms of getting you excited for a project like this the whole like watch streamers to get codes like valorant and is it weird that ubisoft waited or did not wait until their press conference in like a week and a half to do this oh my god that's a really good point yeah wait why didn't they announce this like at at their con wow i completely forgot about that but yeah that's a maybe they dropped the game on during that sure. conference like maybe yeah. that's when that comes out i think that could be cool um like i do feel that like this approach of them like having the shooting keys and stuff like that and giving me the giving these like drops to viewers that are watching streams of the game being played um while doesn't this so it doesn't work with me personally for mm -hmm. one le logistic reason is that i don't ha i don't have a pc right yeah so even though I wanted to get a drop, it'd be kind of be kind of useless to me. But even if I were to have a PC, I think I don't know if I would want to like have to you know watch a stream and like to the to the hopes that I get a drop. You know, maybe just have it like on the side, audio off, like just like have it there chilling. Like maybe I can see myself doing that. But um, I think like. You know, at least for me personally, I don't know if I would be the one like investing in like, you know, looking out for streams and like having a bunch of tabs open and trying to get yeah. a drop or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it's a good way to market the game from like the player base that's most hardcore about yes. this game because they're going to be ones talking about it. And mm -hmm. you're going to want people that, you know, under like that are watching the stream of a game to get the game in their hands and then give their thoughts on that game. Yeah. You know, like they're most likely going to be the ones that are going to be likely to be vocal about this game. Mm -hmm. You know, I have so. a theory. What do you got? Because shadow drops always hype, no matter what, if you oh, have facts. a game, if, if you reveal a game to me and I can play it within 10 minutes of realizing it exists, that's a plus no matter what that's exciting. Right. It is. So this is like in a weird in-between, right? Because they went sort of half Apex, half Valorant. And I wonder if, because remember when Apex dropped, it was like there were some stability issues. Mm -hmm. 
or server access issues i wonder if they wanted to have their cake and eat it too of like hey random new game it's a battle royale it's a hot genre it's our entry into it and it's available right now kinda now do the valorant thing which is super trendy for marketing of like get streamers cross promote the game give out codes stuff like that and then you're like piecemeal letting people in so it's sort of like not a stress test almost but it's like you're getting that hype of like this thing is available now what and also there's a big line to get in you know oh i see so like they're kind of like masking like what 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 we would call traditionally like a stress 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 test yeah or like a cue right right okay that makes sense though that makes sense yeah but like smart way to do it if that's what you're doing you know like i don't i don't know why you would want to try to hype up a reveal like this and be like only some you can play it (laughs) like (laughs) only a few of you (laughs) can get this yeah yeah i feel that but i think there is some credence what you said about like hey like this is probably going to be fully launched like next week at their event uh which i'm excited for I would think so, right? Like, we're at least going to get it mentioned there, right? It has to be. It has to be mentioned, yeah. It has to be. It has so. to be. Yeah. I don't know. So. I'll give it a shot. Definitely. Definitely we'll try this out for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is their – do they have another FPS besides Rainbow? No. Okay. First I Battle Royale, too. Yeah, that, that too. Let's see how they do it. They're really good at making massive worlds, so I mean, yeah, I'm sure the map is good. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I, honestly, I'm kind of surprised they didn't do one sooner. I thought it was gonna be Far Cry if they were gonna do it. You know, oh, I well, thought Far Cry's a shooter. <laughs> oh yeah, d- yeah, duh, yeah, Far Cry. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, like, but I totally thought it was gonna be off like a Far Cry. Like, hey, you know, Bowery out, Far Cry. Here you go, have fun. You know, mm-hmm. but. Cool. I'm down. Yeah. We'll see what they have in store for us. Let's go. Gotta love new IP. Uh, This next one, Kevin, could have been a patch note. Like, it could have been if it wasn't something that was, like, a big deal to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last week, we were talking about Sean Layton. He came out of the woodwork. He was like, hey, game's gotta be more money. That's true. Uh, This week, we have learned NBA 2K20. One of the first games I think you can pre-order for Xbox Series X and PS5 is listed as being 70 bucks on next gen, 60 bucks on current gen. Yes, yes, indeed, it's happening. Aren't you outraged? Ten no. more dollars. <laughs> Are you not outraged? There is also uh, a little bit that maybe could add a little context to the overall conversation. Um, Push Square did reach out to 2K. Um, about asking if like all right like you guys are doing a increase in price with the psi version is that a new precedent overall you know and they mm-hmm. did respond if you'd like me to read that quote real oh quick. sure so they said here quote 2k suggested retail prices for its games are meant to represent the value of are meant to represent the value being offered with nearly and en- with nearly endless replay value and many new additions and improvements only possible on the next generation consoles, we believe our updated suggested retail price fairly represents the value of NBA 2K21. So you can't see my face right now. 
<laughs> I can imagine what the face is. <laughs> I will believe you if you don't put the my team packs microtransactions in the game. Right? Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Now I don't play two K, right? Yeah. Um, I am gonna try out two K twenty though next week on uh, PS Plus. Oh, I'm same. Yeah. It out. I'm definitely gonna try that because like, yo, why not? Yeah. Why not? You know. Um, but a lot of my friends play two K, right? Yeah. And a lot of them complain every year about the whole microtransaction system and like how they do. I think I think player packs is the right term. I think. Yeah. You know? Sure. How they do. I think that. my team is FIFA. Yeah. 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 Um, just whatever the microtransaction lingo is in that particular 2K, they always yeah. complain about it every year. You so, know? Kevin, I, I, I'm glad you brought up the push square thing because the way they phrase their question, is this a precedent, I think is mm-hmm. very like key here because they really downplayed it in their answer, but I think it absolutely is a precedent because think about this. Year over year, after, besides Call of Duty, what is like in the top three best-selling games? 100% Madden, 100% 2K, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 2K even more than Madden at this point, because like oh definitely. Yeah. 2K sells buttloads of dollar sales. Like I'm reading these NPDs, right? Piscatella, he's he's showing me what's right here. <laughs> um, yeah. 2K sells insanely well. So if you have the highest or like one of the top three best sellers of the game, best sellers of the year in games raising their price to 70 bucks like why wouldn't anybody else do this why wouldn't call of duty be like oh we're not gonna do it <laughs> like <laughs> i really doubt activision the company hey guys listen you know uh we we've we've never been money hungry here at activision you know uh so we're gonna stand by the 60 dollar price point you know no right? that, that's not gonna happen <laughs> like no yeah. yeah and I, like I was, jo- I was I'm, I like I joked about it when I brought it up, but like seventy dollars is a lot of money, right? Right. Like yes. yeah, seventy bucks, nothing to sneeze at. Like sixty bucks, even I think I've just become accustomed to of like game. I have to give you sixty. Like I have to put aside that much money if I want to enjoy a new thing. Yeah, seventy for anybody, seventy for kids, seventy for families. That's a lot. That's a big ask, especially if you want a couple games a year, right? Right. Um, I know if I was a kid this year and I wanted the games on next gen, if I wanted 2K, my family would not have been able to have purchased it. <laughs> like, that's a lot of money for yeah. one game. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, yep. luckily, you and I are in positions where we can, like, spend, not frivolously, but, like, we can spend on games at a maybe higher pace than other people would mm-hmm. that don't try to make a living out of it yeah um but 70 dollars is a lot right. so i i totally understand the people who would be upset by this thing um i think we might see a reality where reviews are a lot more uh have a lot more weight than they did previous gens like I remember when I was a kid, at least, and I was looking for games to buy. I think you and I talked about this recently in terms of, like, game length equals value. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like reviews, if games follow across the board and raise their prices, might be a little more important for, like, average consumers or younger people who don't have as much disposable income. Like, where are you at with the whole $70 thing? Because... 
like I think we're both like on the same page in terms of makes sense devs need the money like it's time but where are you with everything else about it yeah so like i do feel for you know like because i always think of like back when i was a kid right yeah i remember first trying to explain to my dad like why i needed (laughs) this um i think it was like 40 or 50 dollars i think the uh season pass for for like cod like yeah. I remember trying to explain and look like I get new maps and like, yeah. and like that, but he would reply like no like, but you already have the game and it's like no like I know but like like having to explain that already to him like I remember that being a whole thing as a kid right so yeah. I only like empathize for the kids right now that you know, uh not like they have to ask for their fathers like you know their their parents another ten dollars. For something that was cheaper back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I totally see how like that's 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 gonna be a thing that you know everyone's gonna have to get used to, you know, just because of how long we've had. I mean, I don't remember games costing any less than sixty dollars, you know. Yeah, and I'm, I think, and I'm 22. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got my whole life. Sixty dollars is the price of a new game, you know. Yeah, but I think yeah, we but, might have been on the cusp of like some ps2 and gamecube things being a little less than 60 i think um, i have to imagine yeah but like n64 era i remember i've heard stories on podcasts like turok that dinosaur hunter game on n64 i think was like 80 bucks at launch damn like it's wild yeah it's <laughs> but wild. continue please uh but you know of course it is what it is like uh uh it's the the like cost and budgets of games have gone drastically up you know it just is like and you you can blame that to inflation which of course plays a part in it you can play that into the overall like vision and scope of games have just gone bigger for uh just whether if it's uh you know called upon or needed is a whole another discussion but like it is what it is you know um so i totally get it from that point of view like all right like you know we're gonna we've had our cake and kind of ate it too in a in a way with of course understanding that yes sixty dollars is still a lot of money yeah you know but in terms of like from the point of view of like an overall like fiscal way of looking at it you know we've definitely been paying the same as games have gotten better yeah in quality that, and scale mm-hmm. and all that you know and that um, was most of what we talked about last week right like like sean yeah. Layden came out and said this isn't sustainable like budgets are bigger the expectations for years like going into the future every year games should be bigger and bigger like it's just not feasible right Definitely. and Definitely. the da- he even talked about it, like the dangers of someone like a playstation worldwide studios title going super out there in terms of all this detail and scope or even a ubisoft game like an odyssey that's like massive so much content like you're gonna hit a burnout point you know and yeah to foster the amount of work and like just life essence out of your employees yeah you need to like raise the pay and the only way to do that well outside of like ceos stopping to take like big ass chunks of (laughs) revenue yeah would be to raise prices um yeah and jeff grubb had an interesting thread uh again this man is the new Schreier in terms of his name being dropped left and right, I feel like. 
He's on um, it, man. He's on it. He is. It's his summer, and we're living in it. Um, he has that podcast, games. How games make money, right? So mm-hmm. he's he he knows things about the games industry and revenue and stuff like that. He had an interesting thread, so I would like to give his perspective. Uh, he said, I think prices could go up to $70 for AAA releases. Publishers are making a bet that the central banks are going to keep printing money and governments will continue big money COVID programs. At the same time, making entertainment is going to be more difficult. Going out is going to be more difficult. There will be too much money in the economy and not enough entertainment to meet demand. People will pay more for games because they are spending less on other things. I get this. If you're ever going to, rele- if you're ever going to raise the price of AAA releases, it's now or never. You can always go back to $60 if this doesn't work, but if we don't get deflation, which is also possible, instead of significant inflation, I bet this is the price of next-gen games. Interesting. So Interesting. I do have one thing that mm-hmm. I've been thinking about a lot in terms of, like, if if and when, and maybe th- this is just the telling of, like, okay, like, this is going to happen, you know? And I think there's a way that you could probably look at this and be like, yeah, it's going to happen probably across the board. You know, if 2K mm-hmm. is doing it, everyone's probably going to follow suit. Yeah. But, um, like, ways that a lot of devs have been combating this issue of, like, all right, the overall player base is still comfortable and so trained, in a way, to pay 60 for a new game, right? But that's not cutting it with our rise in budgets and stuff like that and the overall scale of the game, blah, 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 right? So how do we alleviate that, right? DLC has a way to do it, you know? Season Pass has been a way to do it. Um. Uh. What else? Hitman like, episodic. Yeah, Hitman episodic has been doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there have been ways that they've been able to get more out of the content that they are providing us, right? Mm-hmm. And not it be egregious. But then we have the two Ks of the world, <laughs> and the now less so Activisions of the world. You know, when they were bad with their microtransactions. You know, um. Ubisoft has done it, and they've still been criticized to this day for even doing it. Most recently, uh, with AC Odyssey, you know, and having those like time savers and stuff like that, and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's probably a bunch of other ones. So, like, I would, I do want to see like if raising the price, if the devs are going to have the goodwill as to retract and stop doing those aggressive microtransaction yep. things, you know. But mm-hmm. my gut is like they're probably not gonna stop yeah. that. You know, but mm-hmm. I would I hope that gets discussed as well. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if 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 we're going to, you know, blend in and be okay with paying seventy, right, which it's gonna be up to, you know, I mean, I guess like there's not really that choice because I feel like us gamers like we're not gonna boycott a game we really wanna play, you know. We're just yeah, gonna like boycott doesn't work even. Like, like yeah, it's not gonna like you, I'm not gonna not get the next Uncharted or the next God of War or next X game that I'm really looking forward to, you know, mm-hmm. I'll tell you that straight up. Like, you know, I'm just not, I'm Why just not going to Sony pony, Kevin. Uh, uh, see these lights, <laughs> see this <laughs> drink? but yeah, you like, know, like you, it is you make a it good is. point, but I do hope that if they do try to do some microtransaction stuff, mm-hmm. that is specifically egregious ones. I hope there's some pushback and there's a and there's a discussion there as well. Yeah, you know? because like to a certain extent, you have to imagine that at least for the living games, like the even like the destinies of like, yeah, have a big thing you release on the shelf. Maybe that's budget still. Maybe that still floats around sixty, forty to sixty. 
but you get them with the season passes still, which like makes you like tricks you into thinking it's still oh twenty bucks for a season pass. I paid forty for the expansion. Okay, that's like a sixty dollar game. I played right. this game enough. Like, I'm really wondering what you're saying of like how all these other systems work out. Um, because to me, based on my knowledge of things, I still have to research this a little more. I think and like look into the ramifications this would have everywhere. Mm. I feel like the bigger deal is the more mid-tier in size studios that need the bump more than the 2Ks, you know? Because, right. like, at least NBA 2K, they make too much money. Like, <laughs> yeah, for what they do, the, the sponsorships, everything, they make too much money, you know? And the employees probably don't get what they deserve either. So, like... I think it's a really complicated thing. I'm really curious to see how wide this spans. Like last week, you and I talked a fair amount about the potential of the PS5 discless and the Xbox sad Mm -hmm. making like retail almost obsolete. And then maybe that'll impact game prices because maybe we can float at 60 now since uh, if we buy major major majority sales on uh digital storefronts then the publishers and developers don't have to divvy up that with brick and mortar like i'm really curious what happens with this but end of the day i do not see a world where call of duty black ops is 60 and uh nba 2k 21 is 70 yeah no way yeah i agree i agree also i mean this is pretty cool too because like this is like at least the first time in our lives that we're seeing a, like, you know, industry-wide shift in pricing, you know? This mm-hmm. is, like, a bit historic. Like, it's pretty cool that today was the first time, like, we saw the earliness of, like, games going to 70. Yeah. You know? It's, like, I that's what, like, l- like I was thinking about, too. Like, you know, in spite of everything, like, this is pretty cool, like, from a, like, historical standpoint, for sure. Yeah. Interesting. And... I think you said this last week. It might have been you. It might have been Jack when we did our live reactions. Like, Cyberpunk should be a hundred dollars. Like, that was definitely Jack because I definitely agreed. I'm like, yeah, like the scope of that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So I'm curious to see how this continues, but um, that's everything major in news. So returning segment time. Might have missed it. Don't waste your time on me. Uh, you're already talking about me. I missed you. <laughs> oh, we got some quick hits, Kevin. Let's do it. I, uh, I, I'm never prepared. I always think I am, and then I'm yeah. just not. And I just get the giggles. Here we are. So first up, uh, Amazon Prime is making a Fallout TV show. Bro. Bro. Listen, I... I've never even, I mean, my famous first Fallout, quote-unquote, was Fallout 76. A great one. Yeah, to start I off think with. about that sometimes. A great one to start off with, you know what I'm saying? So I don't have uh, the cornerstone with Fallout that I probably should. Um, but this is intriguing. Because I love the concept of Fallout, you know? It's a very cool premise. And yeah. I'm excited for this. Yeah, like, I greatly dislike playing Fallout games, but the, the story... <laughs> that you can tell there is interesting you know it's like it's a cool time capsule of like 50s but in like a thousand years in the future and like everything's worn down like it's cool right yeah yep 
interest just weird weird announcement like we talk about games being adapted to movies and tv like this one is a one that i was like i double taked i was like wait what yeah i didn't even see a comment didn't even hear about that previously you know yeah. um i'm happy for amazon prime release because like prime video and like prime music is like one of those that like we all i mean we buy and we pay for prime for the shipping we yeah. don't really buy prime for like the video like but we always forget that we have it but the one time i didn't forget that i had prime video was with the boys true uh, that that show which is season two is coming out again so it's nice that they have another seemingly like big you know name franchise that's gonna bolster prime video you know mm-hmm. so good for them on that point um but i, I i'm excited for this definitely 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 yeah. Uh, we want to do a tiny little mini segment in a segment. Oh, uh, because we're talking about Amazon right now. Worth bringing up. I did not write this down. Um, is this a big deal? Yes or no? Uh, Amazon, their game Crucible that they launched and released, they de-launched it, and it's now in a closed beta because it flopped. I say big deal because I can't think of a game that's ever done that pattern yeah like final fantasy 14 released and then it was horrible and then they did a whole relaunch thing but like they didn't unrelease the game right yeah like you can still buy like anthem right now yeah you know and play anthem you know yeah but can we so you really can't buy cruisel right now like it's even to that extent like like you can't buy the game right now as far as i know you cannot wow that's so if you have it, can you play it right now? Oh, I guess not. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, well, continuing on for the main segment here, you might have missed it. Uh, Andy McNamara, the editor-in-chief of Game Informer for the last 29 years, is now leaving the publication. Unprecedented run in terms of working at a games industry, games journalism outlet for that long. Um very interesting individual lots of stories uh i am i was a fan of the game informer show hosted by ben hansen mm-hmm. uh ben hansen left to do min max yes and in leaving they decided uh that andy mcnamara who is the eic at game informer should take over the show and i believe he's been doing the show for the past uh six months now so i've listened to a couple episodes very interesting guy has a lot of stories about the industry yeah um and so he's moving on staying in games doing something in hollywood now but uh he is no longer at game informer what a run 29 years man 29 now me being the a little bit like ocd i probably would have done 30 you know (laughs) just like just 29 is a weird number but nonetheless shot to him uh mm-hmm. you don't see like i don't know if anyone else i mean i'm sure there's gotta be someone but like that that's been in the industry like as long as him at one publication yeah know? that's wild i like a lot of the sentiments i heard like i was listening to the minmax show earlier today and they were talking about it since everybody i think on the panel at least that day for this episode worked with him yeah. and they were saying like yeah i don't think we'll ever see anything in the industry of like 
that scope and scale and length of a career at one publication like ever again which i i believe because like how many times you see like very big notable games industry games writers games journals like leave and like swap locations constantly right Mm -hmm. so that's crazy 29 years that's longer than i've been alive a lot longer than I've been alive. Yeah, that's a uh... man. I was negative seven. <laughs> yeah, negative seven. So when he started, that's crazy. Um, interested to see what's next. Don't know what's happening, but uh, we'll see. Also, um, I believe Andrew Reiner is now taking over as the EIC at Game Informer. So Game Informer is still chugging, right? Like this isn't right. a doom and gloom Game Informer thing. So. Next up, though, uh, Kevin, remember when Infinity War came out and there were like spoilers in the Lego sets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, we want to get weird right now. Halo Infinite apparently has a massive spoiler in the wild now because of a Mega Construct set. I didn't know it was from a toy set, bro. <laughs> I didn't know that's where the leak came from. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you. I mean. Is it? Do we even call that a leak? I guess it's really just a spoiler at that point. It is a spoiler, yeah. Wow. Do we want to say Because yeah. I haven't looked too in depth into it, but mm-hmm. I based on a comment, I know what it is. I didn't read it because, like, maybe okay. I'll play Halo Infinite. Probably not, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, hmm. I just think it's funny. It's not even Lego. It's Mega Constructs. <sighs> at least, oh, man. At least you can say like, "Hey, like Lego did to us." You gotta say, something. yeah some some seemingly knockoff you know man tragedy tragedy that's so mm-hmm. sad was it like a pretty big sp- i remember reading on the feed that something about infinite got spoiled or whatever like somehow i just didn't look that mm-hmm. into it um was it like a pretty big one like it's a character death oh wait it's not it's not it's not chief no. Okay, I'm like, there's no way you come on now. You can't go master. Wait, is um, is it the other? Pro- Let me stop talking because it probably is. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know the significance. I'm aware of this character. I don't know the significance they have, but um, as far as I know, I believe it's a character death. So be careful if you're big on Halo. I feel like most of our listeners though are not <laughs> Xbox people, just because we're not Xbox people really. But worth mentioning. I wonder what's the format of having a toy set essentially leak a death yeah is it like you a know? gravestone yeah like what we lo- like what are we exactly looking at here <laughs> i don't know man interesting hmm. um this would have been arkham watch this week if we didn't have a juicier story uh mm. batman the batman game that's gonna get it announced in august apparently is going to be using the nemesis system apparently mm. which i have wanted <laughs> Ever since they introduced that thing, I was like, oh, cool. Put it in a Batman game. It makes more sense. It makes a lot of sense, too. Wait, you yeah. just said it. Make, God, I'm an idiot. Yeah, it, it, it definitely makes sense. Um, yeah. to have, can, like, you ex- you know, can you explain why for the listeners? Why it why it makes sense? Yeah, why does it make sense? What is this Nemesis ah. system thing? Why is it perfect for a Batman game? Ah, because, you know, Batman's uh, enemies, you know, his, his goons that he, uh, you know, combats, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. They live after he deals with them, because Batman does not kill. Mm-hmm. 
and they're able to tell the 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 myth, the legend, the vengeance, the night that is the Batman. Have mm. I been watching a lot of uh, Batman video essays this week? I have been. Why? Mm. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm just, just watching a lot of them. But one of the things I've uh, known but learned more thoroughly in my video essays is that Batman does not kill. Yes. Indeed. And, yeah, implementing the Nemesis system, which was created for Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor, makes sense, right? Like, you're telling your own narrative within an open world with random enemies, which, like, could maybe build up. I I doubt it would be on the level of, like, oh, Penguin really hates me in my game. Who hates you the most? Like, I don't think it would be that level. I do think it is still floating around, like, random thug named Jeff really hates batman because i broke his thumb like Je- jeff really hates batman yo yeah for real <laughs> here's another thing weird side thing you know how in the last of us it's a lot of people calling out names of their fallen comrades yeah yeah i swear to god this happens in the in the arkham games i swear like damn they got marcus like i swear really that has happened i'm like 90 percent sure why does that sound so right? But I really can't find it in my in my memory logs that like would corroborate it. But man, it sounds right. Right. Hmm. Uh, well, actually, Last of Us Two. Complete side note. One of them said Kevin, and I literally like kind of freaked out. I was like, "Wait, what the? F-? I was like, what the? <laughs> I was like, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. But go ahead. Worth adding on for this whole Nemesis system thing in Batman. Um. It's going to have multiple factions as the nemesis system, like the gangs and whatever you would expect in Gotham, right? Mm-hmm. But according to this rumor, uh, this might make it true or not true, depending on the timeliness of everything. Uh, apparently, one of the factions that is in the nemesis system is the GCPD. Oh, wait. Okay. That man said a cab. <laughs> Batman's an A cab. <laughs> oh man, that I did not know that. I did you know? not know that. That's really interesting. You know, and it makes sense if this is like a weird reboot. If this is like a year three Batman, if it's a straight up origin sequel, like cops don't trust Batman. Yeah, right. Like Gordon even took some time, but like, do you? So that's what I was asking you. Like, do you think like? at the start of this game like is it going to be like batman just doesn't mess with gordon yet and then maybe over time he maybe only messes with gordon but not Mm -hmm. gcpd as a whole like i think they do that i have no idea but i'm interested so am i so am i um two more things for might have missed it devolver digital announced their devolver direct uh the continuing lore of their press conferences which i greatly enjoy um so good so good we'll be occurring july 11th uh kevin and i for sure probably jack as well we'll be doing live reactions to it when exactly july 11th 12 p.m pacific 3 p.m eastern spot on we'll probably start 15 10 minutes prior you know Mm -hmm. should be a good time can't wait you uh hoping for a hotline miami 3 oh my god oh i need a hotline miami 3 so bad so bad really really that's i think off the top of my head i think that's the one thing like i'm really and like it's it feels time 
It feels time, you know, and I feel like it won't be on Vita, you know. Um, so I'll take it on Switch. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. take it on Switch. I'll miss the Vita version, you know. I would like to play it on Vita, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I feel like they're probably, you know what? They're honestly that outlandish of a publisher. I feel like they would just mess around and just drop it on Vita just just because. I could see it. They made headlines with Last of Us, you know? Yeah. I could see them just doing it, but we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah, imagine that was the final Vita game, Hotline Miami 3. Honestly. <laughs> so um, sad. So sad. Yeah, I, I, I'm scrolling through uh, some of the things they published recently just to get a quick sense. You think there's any chance we get like a Katana Zero DLC sequel say. thing? I was about to say, yes. I, I mean, because the end of the first game does say, like, we'll be back with the set. You know, like, they, they oh, did, really? like, yeah, yeah. They said, like, the story continues. Da, da. So, like, oh, I want to see Katana. Oh, this could be a really fun show for me. Because mm-hmm. I definitely need that Katana Zero sequel. God, it was so good. I need that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I'm excited now. Dang, I forgot about Katana Zero. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh another if we want to do another side little thing um since we're talking about devolver i saw earlier today also that my friend pedro is getting a series like yeah it makes sense but like why let me tell you it's coming from the john wick team which again definitely makes sense yeah but like why (laughs) i don't know does Uh, that game have a story kind of yeah like it's it's a really weird one like it's a talking banana and like i'm pretty sure the banana like controls you and then there's some mind stuff at the end it's a it's christian it's a whole thing it's a whole thing (laughs) all right we don't have to get into it it's a um it's a lot last hit if you might have missed it the ghost of tsushima embargo lifts on the 14th three days before the game releases now, Indeed. Kevin, why am I mentioning this in the show today? Um, I have a, a little bit of a, of a statement to make, if I may. May I? Um, as you all know, I've been uh, talking pretty pretty positively about Ghost of Tsushima. You know what I'm saying? I've definitely been excited for it. You know, doing Road to Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima as well on Plays and Source. You know, mixing videos here and there and everything. Um but hearing that the embargo is lifting three days before the game comes out is a bit concerning for me uh it's um yeah so i'm 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 a bit worried about the game uh from that standpoint you know now it's not like it it's not like every game that has an embargo date three days before it comes out is bad but there's definitely a general correlation you could make with the embargo date and how confident they are of the game being received critically and perhaps commercially as well for instance i believe horizon zero dawn was like two full weeks before the game came out when that embargo lifted um last of us was over a week i think I think it was right at a week, but it could have been over a week. I forgot. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. something like that. But definitely, definitely around the week uh, point, not like days before. Yeah, I think God of War as well, off memory. I think God of War was a longer one too. I think right. 
Maybe. I feel like that had a pretty long embargo until mm -hmm. release too. But Days Gone. I remember you reacting to Days Gone. Was Days Gone like significantly ahead of time? Uh, I can't want to look now. I don't know what time ahead, but I can't want to look because I do re remember streaming. Yeah, yeah, if you look up the date of your stream in relation to when the game actually came out, that could be the make or break for what we're talking about right here. Okay. In so terms of like judging based on an embargo length. Um, but while you look up that, I'll just add since the presentation, I talked about this last week too with our uh, hypes and holdups, Tsushima being my holdup, like like i've i've a lot of the steam has left me recently like i sucker punch makes good games i love infamous love infamous 2 love the sly coopers but there's just something here it's like you, what are you doing what is it what's the thing is it is it just that it's a, a really historically accurate samurai game with a cool filter on it okay like at least days gone if it's a standard open world has a really interesting story that's doing unique things that go against just what it looks like it's doing which is trope fest like right you know like days of god has some rough edges to it but there is a lot in there that's interesting and specific to that game where it feels like recently it's feels like ghost is like oh been there done that but it's real pretty <laughs> like you know yeah uh so the embargo lifted on the 25th of april mm -hmm. the game was released on the 26th oh man okay so, yeah <laughs> so that one was the day before i was like oh god jeez um but yeah so i guess you know you can make the assumption that maybe they feel a little bit better about ghost but we'll see yeah. we'll see we'll see we will i'm yeah it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Can't wait to play Paper Mario. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that is it for you. Might have missed it. Do I? Did I sing the outro last time? Did I do it again? I honestly forgot. But honestly, don't waste your time on me. You already did talk about it. You're caught up. Um, with that though, before we hit pots, it's time for Arkham Watch. Kevin, this one I'm real excited about. Okay, what we got? So, Arkham Watch, as you know, returning segment, recurring segment. We've hit it, I believe, every week. I think we took one week off of Arkham Watch, but we did. We've been eyes right on WB Montreal this whole mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Now, despite what we learned about Batman and his relationship with the police today, right? WB Montreal is still not releasing any info about their Batman game. Yeah, to see it. And this week, we have heard via Animal Talking, Gary Wood's show, which is the second podcast to be done in Animal Crossing, <laughs> uh, with an interview with director Jordan Voigt Roberts, who I don't know if you're familiar with his work, Kevin, but he did Kong Skull Island. Ooh, okay. I've heard that movie. Didn't watch it, but I heard of it. Dude, that movie, underrated gem. Really? Love that movie. Because, I mean, I was a I was a fan of, uh, you know, the King Kong movies with the one Jack Black. Sure. Back in the day. You know, those were, yeah. those were cool. 
but then yeah. I'll see the new one. Dude, a quick pitch, because this is important for the context of what we're about to say, right? Okay. That game feels like if it was... Sorry, not game. That movie feels like if you made a video game as a film. Because it's like, the way it progresses, the way like everything works out in terms of the set pieces, it just feels like a game, kind of. Interesting. And, uh jordan Voigt roberts very good friends with kojima you know he's in that group he's in with the kojima and del toro and keely he's with them right and the movie's really good like it's a fun king kong movie tom hiddleston brie larson samuel jackson john c Riley, great cast highly recommended but since i want to say 2014 now he has been the name tied to direct the Metal Gear Solid film. Oh, okay. Okay. And on Gary Wood's talk show, they talked about it, you know. They talked about uh, Metal Gear, uh-huh. adapting it, uh, how long it's taken him, how he's so committed. It's taken him six years of lots of planning and conversations to make sure it feels accurate and it's good. He said that they are working on releasing a Metal Gear Solid anime in tandem with the release of the film excuse me to cross promote it and they'd be getting the original voice cast from the games to reprise the roles when applicable what's his name like something sather i don't want to be the david show. hater david hater david hater yes yes that's really interesting mm-hmm. that's okay i'm down i'm down yeah. again another you know call for me to you know quit the bs and play metal gear dude i want you to play metal gear so bad because as soon as you start it that i'm going there right with you the whole time i'll replay that whole series because oh my <laughs> god it's, I, it's so I, good i know we talked about it i think i need to get the plays in classic and i think other than that i'm good yeah yeah just mm-hmm. the classic to play the first metal gear metal gear solid right that's what i'm doing yes, yes. Metal Gear solid not the actual metal gear metal gear right um and we we've talked about adaptations a little bit on the episode today but like if anything makes sense for an adaptation it's it's metal gear dude like the way that original game exists yeah there's some like interesting stuff that you could only do in a game but like that story is incredibly cinematic you know it sort of was one of the first key instances of elements of film making their way into game stories so like I feel like it would translate very well. And um, due to uh, Jordan Roy Roberts' relationship with Kojima, like, I have faith in this project over, like, almost any other video game project. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Um, So, I I guess for you, as an outsider Mm -hmm. who doesn't know the good word yet, um, how do you feel about the the prospect of metal gear becoming a film or tv show just i mean based off of i mean because i be, is 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 it safe to say like one of like the main like overall themes of metal gear as an entire franchise is like corporate espionage and like government military stuff is that yeah kinda yeah what mm-hmm. we're you know like that i mean just feels like it's ripe for a like film adaptation or like you know what we have here which i love to hear and anime um ad- adaptation as well just because like it seems like with like 
a theme like that, you could definitely get into a lot of interesting things of perspective and, you know, telling one scenario from multiple eyes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like it, like it sounds like they could do a lot of cool stuff with it. Um, and I know a lot of people, you know, love Metal Gear and definitely are for this. Um, I am interested in also like actors because I know just famously like David Hayter, you know, yeah. is Solid Snake, right? Um, but I wonder what they do in terms of that. Like, mm-hmm. I think you said that he's going to be voicing in the anime when needed. The, that's the quote from Animal Talking that, uh, what Roberts was saying of like, well, yeah, we want David Hayer back as Snake for the, the anime that we'd be doing to like alongside the film. Right. But for the film, I've seen some interesting casting, you know, like Snake's got an iconic voice, um, that was sort of taken away from him in Metal Gear Solid 5. So, like, yeah. we're already used to Snake not sounding the way Snake should. But, like, man, I saw Boss Logic do a real cool concept piece of Chris Evans as Snake. Mm. And, boy, oh, do I want wait. that to happen. Wait. I mean, we've, we've seen him with a beard. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, we've seen him with a beard. Like, okay. if you're going to cast a Hollywood Chris, Evans is the one. <laughs> and it also sounds like something that, like, Chris... I mean, because as far as I'm aware, right? Like, th- didn't he want to kind of, like, step back from acting and do more directing, I think? Yeah. I feel like having this seemingly, like, a bit more mature role than yeah. Captain America in the MCU, you know? Um, I think it'd be a, a good progression that I would imagine mm-hmm. he'd be down with. I don't know. Yeah, like, it has. I could see similar themes to, like, Winter Soldier, right cap you know because like very uh political thriller in a Mm. way and there is definitely some wackiness in metal gear like straight up if Voight roberts is gonna be walking the walk that he's talking up of like we want it to be accurate and like feel that way then there's gonna be some goofy stuff but i feel like chris evans would be down yeah so Mm. uh with that though that is pots Oh, no, 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 no. That is Arkham Watch. <laughs> Arkham, Arkham, Arkham. And, man, Kevin, if, like, 90% of the decision to talk about that for Arkham Watch was just to get in your ear again about Metal Gear. It's gonna happen. I hope. It's, 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 it's gonna happen. It's definitely mm-hmm. gonna happen. You know? Definitely. Yeah. You know what else is gonna happen? What's up? Unfortunately, the rest of 2020. <laughs> Unfortunately. It is time for pots. Pots, 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 pots. So, led with this at the top of the show. Uh, we've done this, Kevin, every year since 2017 when we began podcasting together. Man. Wait, really? Yeah, and I don't know why I forgot about it until a couple days ago when I was looking at the Cross Circle playlist on YouTube just out of curiosity. For, I forget why, but like. I saw 2017, I think, 2018, and then 2019, Goatee So Far. And I was like, damn, it's halfway through the year. We haven't done a Goatee So Far episode. Look at that. Look so at here we are. that. So um, I pulled up my GG account just oh, to perfect. lay out you know, what games I've beaten. Um, I do need to add one more game, which, wait, I'm confused why it's not on there. I thought I added that. I thought I added that. Okay, Ooh, while you're searching, the Animal Crossing update available now for summer. Ooh, really? Mm-hmm. Some 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 breaking news hot off the press. Gotta love it. 
Okay, let me add this one game. Why don't okay. we? I can pitch out the four that I think are going to be talked about. You know, like yeah, sure. I feel I feel like in the contenders right now we got Animal Crossing, absolutely. Um, Last was Part Two, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Seven Remake, and I, like rounding out a top five maybe for me. I don't know how you feel, but uh, Resident Evil Three greatly enjoyed that game doesn't hang with the the other two big boys but uh i think i might throw in doom eternal for me i also like sure yeah i really really enjoyed my time with Doom. like i think that was just more doom but refined doom better doom like overall like it it, it was it was a good time for sure Mm -hmm. for sure um but i think other than that i think that's gonna be the main conversation 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 just just looking at what mm-hmm. i got played so so yeah i think out of the top five not in order but i do feel like right now the top five is probably like re3 doom eternal seven animal crossing part two yeah right definitely, definitely. unless there's like some smaller things that i'm forgetting about um you and i haven't played ori because we don't have xboxes but if i, I if I played Ori, I would imagine that I'd be probably fighting for it to be on it for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. But um, do you, you... want to start with the ones that probably aren't our picks? Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was just gonna run down all the games I'd be and just uh, have it out there. Just like, oh, right, sure, go for it. This is where we're yeah. going for. Uh. So this is off my GG account. Uh. My GG name is TKD one two three. If you want to add me, you know why not? Uh. But in this order, I've been twenty five games this year. We have Doom, Uncharted 1, Remastered, Dreams, Resident Evil 2, Remake, Uncharted 4, Remastered, Uncharted 3, Remastered, sorry, Uncharted 2, Remastered, Uncharted 3, Remastered, Vanquish, Pokemon Sword, Doom Eternal, Resident Evil 3, Remake, Twin Breaker, Uncharted 4, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Modern Warfare 2, Campaign Remastered, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Final Fantasy 7, Remake, Division 2, Worlds of New York DLC, God of War, The Last of Us Remastered, Deadpool, Left Behind, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, God of War Two, Minecraft Dungeons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Very nice. That's where we're at. Um, if you want, I'll, I'll run through the same thing, just so we have everything out there. Uh, again, plug in GG, great app, not sponsored, but hey. I would love to you follow us, GG, bro. Oh, I I love GG, big fan. Um, at Chris Chun nine seven C H R I S C H U N nine seven. Uh, games I beat this year: Pokemon Shield, Jedi Fallen Order, Resident Evil two through uh, as Leon, Kingdom Hearts three Remind, Bloodborne, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Resident Evil two again, but Claire side, Resident Evil two again, but Leon second run. <laughs> um. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2, Resident Evil 3, A Link to the Past, Resident Evil 3 again, um, The Mummy, Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, Doll and Duck going Quackers, Metal Gear Ghost Babble, shout out, Resident Evil Code Veronica X, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Last of Us Remastered, Last of Us Left Behind, Resident Evil 4, Last of Us Part 2, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, RE5. A beautiful list. Beautiful list, good so, sir. Beautiful list. Um... Obviously, that was a fun like a fun update to just shout out the games we've been playing this year. But um, as far as the new ones go, like I love Animal Crossing. It's not Cody. 
if if we had like a an alternate 2020 that was worse right that like essentially no other major game came out after animal crossing well no because then five five seven remake would have been there no that was after oh yeah well okay okay yeah let's say if like no other game came out after new horizons then like i'll give it up to the you know we both love the game you know mm-hmm. we, we love their time you know what i'm saying uh, yeah. They're doing great stuff with updates, seasonal content, everything, all that good stuff. They're doing a great job overall. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a core game, I loved it. Fantastic. Yeah. It became a morning routine for me for a month, you know. Um, again, critically, was received very well. Commercially, did insane numbers. Oh, yeah. So, overall, I mean, Animal Crossing is great, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's likely not my goatee. It's definitely not my go yeah. you know, but I, hey, it's still great. I think when all said and done, it's still top five. I don't think there's anything, maybe even top three that comes out this year that will, there's few things I think that can pass it because I love this series so much. Like Animal Crossing on the GameCube, Animal Crossing on the 3DS, love them dearly. Uh, mm-hmm. New Leaf, so, uh, sorry, New Leaf on the D- 3DS is the one, right. uh, but New Horizons, like I really like the whole island vibe. I like the way that it's very um, modular in terms of how you want to customize things, like terraforming as a concept is great. In practice, not the best user interface in terms of all that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's interesting because in terms of Animal Crossing, the way I went to GameCube and 3DS Animal Crossing for, it's perfect. Like Mm. on the level of wanting to talk to villagers wanting to walk into my town square you know picking some oranges off of trees like it's the perfect version of that game right i think because they went the extra mile and were like hey now we're gonna let you customize the island layout and uh rivers and stuff like that it's not the best that it does drag down the game a bit for me um because like I could easily ignore it and have as the best time I've had in an, in an Animal Crossing game in terms of just living in that world, but they incentivize me to use these tools, right? Like right, right. And its shortcomings are there for me, but like it's great. It's so good. It's so great. I I still play it every day. I have over a hundred hours in it at this point. I still play it for maybe like at minimum thirty minutes a day at yeah. most maybe two hours like it's great it's so so good definitely definitely mm-hmm. i agree yeah good but stuff. and honestly it's probably the game i'll from this year i'll be playing next year like damn yeah i i, I don't think there's anything that dropped this year so far that i'll play again in 2021 yeah i i, I which is weird you know so like on that level i could see it be goatee and if somebody said new horizons is their goatee totally get it you know what i might even agree with you but like on the level of how fortnite or overwatch could have been goatee right 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 like it does the thing it does incredibly well unlike any other contemporary but it depends on what you're going to a game for yeah you know i see i see it I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I guess I'll knock it out here too. Same thing with RE3, kind of. Like, play the game twice. 
Love Jill. Jill Valentine. Top five video game characters of all time. Great game. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like slightly less about RE3. I mean, because you played RE2 the same time I did, so it's not like it's like that that yeah. different. Um, but I just found like so many more th- memorable things from RE2 remake mm-hmm. than RE3. You know, yes, even I, though, like, I agree. Yeah, like I mean, I still enjoyed RE3. I thought it was a great time. I, you know, like there's like a lot of really really cool, especially that last set piece when when you fight uh, Nemesis for With like the railgun. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. the last last time. Like that's like such a, that's definitely like a standout moment. You know, but like, uh, I just think. Overall, like I enjoyed my time with RE2 more, um, but yeah. RE3 was good. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely one of the better games this year for sure. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um. So like, shout out to that. I think it could maybe hang in the top ten for me. You know. Yeah. But yeah. it's not my favorite by a mile, right? Right. Uh, do you want to say your piece about Doom Eternal? Because I don't think that's your goatee. Oh, it's it's not, but man, is it damn close! It's it's really? it's 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 definitely up there. Like I, I think that like just the if 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 you thought that like we were I don't know, uh, doing like a handshake in the first Doom, and by first Doom I mean like Doom from twenty sixteen, uh, Doom Eternal is like a straight up what everyone says like the dance of doom like the balance of you know doing this move to acquire that so i can do this like and you're thinking about that in like milliseconds essentially like you're it's just a really quick fast-paced game but when you really learn everything in it it's so fun like i just think doom eternal was a really really well-made game uh super satisfying very fun to play Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 definitely up there for me for sure for sure like if we didn't have a a few of these games that we're going to talk about later on, like I could see fighting for Doom Eternal to be a little bit higher. And there's lore if you want it, you know. There's you can just avoid the lore if you don't want it. But there's a lot of really really cool in depth lore to the world overall. Um, it's 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 really really good stuff. Doom Eternal yeah. is very very good, definitely. So, for sure. with all that being said, Kevin, yes, what is your goatee so far? I was, Do you know? I don't even know if I'm if I'm being real with you. I mean, I, look, okay, it's pretty obvious what I, I'm stuck between, right? Um, I loved, with a capital L, loved Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, dude! Like, I loved it. Like, I I think about that game pretty much daily to this day, uh-huh. and I, I I don't even think I like. I don't think I've told you that, but I literally think about that game daily. Like, whether mm-hmm. it's, like, one of, like, the tracks, like, you know, uh, whether I'm thinking, like, Undercity and Sector 7, like, like that theme, you know, or Eric's theme or Cloud's theme or Tifa's, like, whether it's the music or whether it's, like, oh, like, this cool moment from, you know, this or, like, this one dialogue piece. Like, I still think about Final Fantasy VII Remake to this day. Like, that yeah. – Final Fantasy VII Remake pushed me to buy a system to play the prequel of. Yeah, a spinoff. No yeah, less. and not just like a system that I can go to the store. No, I had to ship in a PSP from China. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it pushed me to do that. Like, oh my god, I love I loved Final Fantasy VII Remake. And of course, we talk about it a ton. 
The combat in that game is phenomenal. It's so satisfying. The whole material system, this halfway point of live action combat with not live action, live live combat, real time, uh, re, yes, real time combat with turn based combat, like this whole meshing of it all, um, characters, the performances, like, dude, it's so good. It's yeah. that it this year is hard because of Five Base Have a remake, and of course, the most recent, uh, The Last of Us Part Two. Yes. God, man. It's so, so hard. I'm with you. Like, I'm torn because here's the thing. What's up? <laughs> I think I like The Last of Us Part 2 more than The Last of Us. I. It is so funny. It is so mm-hmm. funny you say that. Uh, before this, I just got finished wrapping up uh, re- recording Road to Ghost of Tsushima with the Arachnite. Uh, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, which actually, by the time this is up, is actually up the same day. No, it's not. No, it's not. Tomorrow. Or Friday. Yeah, so tomorrow uh, we are doing The Last of Us Part 2 spoiler cast on Plays and Source with the one Tajay. Ooh, so that's exciting. It's 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 going to be a good panel. Um, but I was telling Arachnite, like, just like some of like my precursor thoughts before we go into it, like the more I think about this game and the more I talk about it with friends that have beaten the game – whether they whether they whether they aren't feeling it because of the big turn in the game, or mm-hmm. um, you know for any other reasons, whatever, or if they love the game and they're just breaking it down, like when you unravel this game, I I love it more. Like mm-hmm. I I love Last of Us Part Two more and more the more I mellow with it and the more I unravel the game and the more I you know, like just unpack it all and what it all meant. Um, that I literally said that same thing to him. Like, man, like, I don't know if I can say it right now, but I think the more, because I definitely feel like I have more to unpack about this game, which we are doing a podcast here on Joy, uh, Joy, dang, can I be right? Joy Clicks as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it could over top of the original last of us for me too yeah like i think it's interesting that uh specifically you brought up taj because like everything he's been saying on twitter about the game i'm right there with him i think like the i think it's more fulfilling i think it's a better more interesting more complex story um and it i'm definitely going to be remembering it for a long time i've I think I've been I've thought about the story at least once a day since I beat it um, yeah. like a week and a half ago. Yeah, but it's it's crazy, and I that's I lead with this because I don't know if it's my goatee because I just love Final Fantasy VII Remix that's so a, much, dude. Okay, we're definitely on the same point. So, he, he, like, where I'm at is that like I don't think it's crazy to say that like i had more fun with final fantasy 7 remake you know oh, the overall yeah. like tone and just the, the the game the game as a whole is a lot more lighthearted. even though we're dealing with some serious stuff in Final Fantasy 7 it's at least delivered in a in a more hopeful manner like i'm out trying to you know stop this corporation you know from destroying the planet mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um like it it's 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 there's 
a bit of levels removed from the conflict as opposed to part two where it's quite literally in front of your face. Yeah. You know, and it's even closer to that in some veins, um, which which makes it, you know, it's it's hard to say that, like, you know, did you have fun playing part two? Like the game. I mean, I couldn't put it down. I I burned through that game even faster than seven. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I I think I was just going to say, obviously part two is shorter than seven. Like I I got through part two in like 28 hours. I got through seven in like 58, 60 maybe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like it's a fun game to play. I was engaged the whole time. I was enthralled with part two. Right. And can't say the same about seven the whole time like knew where things were going took me i took my time with seven last of us i could not put down like i had to see the end of it even though i knew where things were going because of some leaks like i think that's comparable because i know mostly the direction seven goes you know they 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 changed some things up but I like it, I feel like it's comparable in a way to me at least because I qu- sort of knew where I was going with both games and I still could not put part 2 down even though I knew things about the ending. Um yeah. where 7 it was like oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a day, you know, <laughs> like yeah. So I think it's going to be really tough. I do think it's going to come down to semantics for me of like the way I came to terms with the Nolan Batmans of like, so Dark Knight's the best one, but Begins is my favorite one, you know? Mm, right. Like, I'm just not sure where I fall yet. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's it's definitely between these two. It's, it's really tough. Like, but... Uh, like, The Last of Us Part 2 is like... I hate... Like I, I almost am like dreading talking about the game on like a spoiler cast because like, I feel like I'm probably gonna come off as like a little bit pretentious, you know what I'm saying? But like, I truly feel like The Last of Us Part Two like is a special game, you know? Oh no, it in, is. It in, is. In in terms of like, it really does transcend like just an av- just like just a really good video game. Like I really think it, like de- like I mean. I was talking to my cousin last night and, and saying that, like, I personally think that, like, if I was in, like, an educational type of, uh, you know, career where I was, like, a professor in college, right? And, like, let's say, like, hypothetically, just to make it really, like, really on the nose, like, if I was a teacher for, like, psychology, you know, I would 100% put this in the coursework, you know? Oh, yeah. Like... I think that you could mm-hmm. really do like a semester long dissection like about The Last of Us Part Two, and maybe just yeah. maybe just both games as a whole, just Last of Us as a whole. But like, there's just so much in Part Two that just like speaks to humanity, you know, mm-hmm. and like what hate means and what revenge means, and how we interpret that and how we perceive that, whether it's dealt from us or dealt to us you know yes like it's there's so i think like in terms of like like the pillars of like game of the year like however much pillar ranking if you will there's going to be on like importance as an industry 
mm-hmm. somehow the last of us part two did it again and how i feel like the original last of us pushed the industry forward in a lot of different ways you know yeah like somehow but, they literally did it again yes but how satisfying is it to see that atb bar fill up and you're then so, you're braver you're so right you're so right <laughs> like i think th- i think that's what we have here like to their flip mm-hmm. side like Final Fantasy VII is, like, the pinnacle of, like, video games, I feel like, right now. You know, like, in in terms of, like, atmosphere, soundtrack, combat, characters, like... Like, what you're saying about Last of Us Part Two, like, doing it again, like, they did it again. They did the same impact of The Last of Us Part One, right? I think, to a similar extent, you can say something along the same lines with seven remake because the og7 introduced so many people to jrpgs and final fantasy what did happen to you this year <laughs> like yeah you know I, I did buy a psp from china and yeah PSP, and like yeah. before part two came out and broke all these records right like seven remake was didn't it beat spider-man's record for like best selling fastest selling uh i think maybe i don't know maybe most likely i would imagine so so so. big hit right like i feel like it's really interesting because both games are carrying with them a legacy and they're dealing with it in different ways two very similar to another piece of media i love from this past decade looks is like nothing sacred you know let the past die kill it if you have to (laughs) yeah and seven remake is celebrating its history narratively it's aware of its history kind of in a really weird trippy way that i love (laughs) but and it leads you with the seed of like hey the future's not written in stone who knows what's next which is really exciting and the further we get away from seven remake the more I kind of doubt my feelings about 7 Remake, right? Because I told this to you, I tweeted this out, like, I 7 might be my new favorite game of all time, but on my Kingdom Hearts streams, I'm still saying Kingdom Hearts 2, all-time fave. You know, right. like, yeah. the further we're getting away, the more I'm like, is it really? Like, it's not the full experience, it's not the full story, there's things that don't feel complete about it, but it is part one of a remake project so like i feel like these two games are kind of very similar but like not in the way you expect you know Mm -hmm. like they're almost two sides of the same coin of like big very important titles in an industry that have a lot of history behind them like you know what i mean like yeah obviously what you were saying about the tone wildly different the direction wildly different gameplay wildly different but like in terms of the role they fill i feel like they're kind of similar yeah no yeah dang ah man hmm. so yeah no it's um which i mean hey like this is the halfway game of the year so it's not like we're crowning game of the year yet oh you know? right right yeah it's just an update yeah um I mean, I think I know which I'm, which where where I'm ending up. Please, you know? dude. Tell I, me. I think it's the last of us part two. 
I mean, I get it, you know, like, like, God, man, you know, Mm -hmm. that game was a lot, but then it's like, ugh, like, I don't know, because I loved, loved, like, capital L, Mm -hmm. 5A7 remake. I think it depends on what you judge a game on, in a way, right, like, Mm. with part two, it's, it's its story, it's its characters, it's its narrative, it's not really its gameplay, as fun as it is, yep. it's not Gr- greatly improved, but let's not mess around here. Like gameplay-wise on Five A Seven Remake, they they definitely have that. They yeah knocked it out of the park. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm totally not trying to say that. Like gameplay is worse on remake because mm-hmm. you know definitely. Yeah, and they got they got great characters. They have a fine story. You know, it's really interesting. Goes some weird ways, but it feels like a video game story right and then what you're getting about these comparisons to part two of like oh it's com- comparable to like literature <laughs> it's like i get weird we're going back to that sort of thing of like let games be games like they don't have to be viewed on the same level of a classic novel to be valued you know but right. yeah it's weird i don't know because part two I do think about it a lot, right? And it's it's tricky because I feel like if it would be my goatee, I would know it right now. You know? Yeah. So then, hmm. Like, for the things I love about Part 2, the things that I think the game does incredible and what are really amazing about Part 2, those are the things that would make it a goatee. And I'm not saying it's my goatee. See what I'm saying? I feel like if it was my overwhelmingly goatee, like, I wouldn't have this hesitation when Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, they, they're they're literally both calling to me. Like, of like, each each one can easily be goatee in my mind. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, I do think, I was thinking about this a lot recently, and I'm kind of not bummed but i'm hesitant to since i just started kingdom hearts but um want to do a replay of seven um and by the end of the year i will probably try to at least chip away last of us again probably on easy since i did survivor already but like just to see the story through again with hindsight but yeah because i do imagine i mean i've been really wanting to replay part two um, mm-hmm. I just don't want it to get in the way of Ghost, so I think I'm probably gonna do that part two replay by myself, just not streamed. Um, probably after Ghost of Shima, just to you know make sure I beat Ghost in the in a timely fashion and stuff like that. Um, yeah. but if I wasn't creating content over here, like I would 100% ran through that game again, mm-hmm. um, already. But hmm. So yeah, hey, like, yeah. What's I up? was gonna say, maybe this is all for naught because guess what game I already played twice this year? Resident Evil Three. Is RE Three your goatee? Fuck it. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Oh, Jill. Man. Jill makes it goatee. Jill was great. Jill was great. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think my final point I want to say right now with what we know is coming the rest of the year, where my expectations are. I will be shocked 
if my goatee and the game I'm fighting for for Joyclick's goatee because we're going to be doing that this year. <laughs> Did not do it officially last year, even though the official Joyclick's 2019 goatee is RE2. And it's and it's yeah yeah we we did amend that. Mm-hmm. What was it before? Dang, I forgot. So for for XO for us it was Death Stranding. Oh. Um, I think on my list from last year before I played RE2, I think my number one was Fire Emblem. Mm, I see. But again, we talked. You came on to have a bigger role on Joy Clicks. We were like, you know what? We should have a communal goatee. And it's RE2. It's true. It's true. So personal side, you had Death Stranding, I had Fire Emblem, but together we see the light that is Resident Evil. <laughs> we can't get away with that this year, though. That's that's not yeah. gonna work. Nope. 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 Hmm. So, do you think there's anything? There's a chance of anything like superseding either of these games for you? Cyberpunk is out there. Um, that could possibly do it. Mm-hmm. I'm really Cyber- looking. F- sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, Cyberpunk. I feel like is gonna be a Witcher scenario for me. Of like, great game, but I fell off too much. Yeah. 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 What, that. What um, we- I'm looking forward to Squadrons. I feel like that could mm-hmm. maybe, but I I don't think Squadrons is gonna have a candle up to like remake or part two. But it'll be in my conversation for sure. I think. Um, Valhalla, but I don't know if I would really call that a goatee contender, but damn, I'm gonna, oh, you know what? No, let me not downplay it. I mean, cause I, I literally have talked about Ozzy being like one of my, my, my favorite games of all time for sure. Uh, Kevin, what's up? I just realized something. What do you got? We got a Spider-Man game this year. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> God. Yikes. Oh, and it's a Miles God. game. Dude, you know oh, what? Last God, of Us, you're not screwed. safe. <laughs> Dude, we're so screwed. We're so screwed. Yeah. Cause we always I, but, we always joke about like, hey, like, oh, I'm I'm gonna put up a fight for this game. There's gonna be legit fighting, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think I think there's gonna be like legit arguments this year. Yeah. And here's the thing. The only reason I say Spider Man has a shot of dethroning the last of us is because spider-man from 2018 almost a perfect spider-man game but they played it a bit too safe mm-hmm. miles story has not been told in a video game before the world is their oyster right now they can do whatever you know miles spider-man miles morales could be a nine or ten to spider-man's 8.8 because we don't know where the story is going to go 10 minutes into booting the game up, you know? That away. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying now. Right. Like, yeah. like that was think, my biggest problem yeah. with 20, Spider-Man. Yeah. That was no, right. why it wasn't my goatee that year. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to pull like some Spider-Verse stuff with Miles Morales. As far as I'm aware. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that one definitely is going to be interesting. Um, I feel like there's something else. I feel like there's Batman, something else. Batman, maybe? Maybe? If it drops this year? Batman? Yeah, maybe. Ugh, I mean... I don't, I, I don't think it's dropping anymore, yeah. but... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, okay, Nintendo. so... 
Nintendo might have something lined up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the number one threat is definitely Miles Morales. Yeah. For sure. Um, but okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop playing both sides. I gotta, I gotta pick a side here. Um, I think where I'll end off my thesis statement and my final decision is that Final Fantasy VII Remake was amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. I love that game to death. Like, I feel like intrinsically I'm like forever changed low key because of Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, it just opened my eyes to like a whole new franchise and like a whole new genre as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely made impacts on me personally. Right. Like, I yes. even told you, literally, if I get a cat with blue eyes, his name is Cloud. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, um, um, I love that game and I cannot wait to play the original and then go back to remake and have it from that lens too mm-hmm. but I think The Last of Us Part 2 is probably my goatee right now I think I think it is Um, mm-hmm. I think that especially like I think probably my most like impressed about Last of Us Part 2 is that I'm sure they played this at this game, you know. Sony obviously knew about this game when it got pitched, of course, you know. Um, and, like, how bold this game is at, like, people are going to be like, some of them are going to be mad at this game. Yeah. You know, like, people are, and people are mad at this game, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about, and I'm directing my statement towards the people that are you know have differing opinions than like the narrative right Not yeah like... yeah i'm i'm talking to the people that have credible reasons and legit not bs reasons as to why they don't like louses part two yeah you know not the dummies you know not mm-hmm. not them for stupid reasons you know um and the uh and just like the conversation that like this this game has you know, been able to to stew up with all of us in games, um, and also honestly, I think The Last of Us Part Two has really shifted my lens on anger. Okay. In a way that I didn't like. I it happened this week a little bit. Like it, like. You know, it's not like it's any, like, revolutionary, like, thought that, hey, there's two sides to every story. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's two perspectives and, like, a conflict between two people, right? Yeah. But I think, like, I don't know. I feel a little bit different on that top. Not, like, wildly different, right? Not, like, yeah. I've, like, learned something, like, completely brand new. But, like, there's, like... I feel like my 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 lens on that standpoint has been like a little bit polished, sure. you know, because yeah. of this game. And, sorry, go ahead. And like, I just think just game. It's it's last of part two is my game of the year for right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I think what you're saying where I fall on that is like, I don't think the last of part two tells a story that's wholly original, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. At its core, it's a revenge story, you know? 
and it goes the way of most of or not most of the genre but some things in that genre in terms of the resolution of everything but like it's not wholly original there but in terms of the idea of like agency and what the medium brings you of a game and the way you're telling that specific story with what gameplay allows you to do i think that is the part that stands out to me in terms of what you're saying um because like in terms of the story it's like yeah i could watch a movie that kind of covers something similar but like playing it does elevate it and make it its own thing i think and i don't think that could be understated right like just because it's a revenge story which has been told before doesn't mean that it's not incredibly like industry pushing and bold and unabashedly itself i guess Mm -hmm. so i don't like the way people say that part one is like oh it's a zombie thing you know like it falls into zombie tropes i saw this arc in the walking dead like in the way part one falls into that i feel like part two embraces it because it lets it makes you do the thing you know most of the time so with part two i do think it's a bold new thing unlike a lot of other thing like stories and games in the medium even though it's not entirely original you know Mm -hmm. and i the only reason i went off on that is because i think at the same time people will look at final fantasy 7 remake and say it's a remake it shouldn't be goaty you know (sighs) yeah which is like so man yeah you should not like you should not like disregard ff7 remake just because of the remake because it's god god yeah we shouldn't do that (laughs) yeah because it, it, like, it's barely a remake, dude. <laughs> it's a reimagining. But yeah. if I had to stake a claim somewhere, I, th- I, I the reason I say this is because I think it's a recency bias. But I think I would plant the flag in part two as well right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely we're both. And hopefully we both get to play through both these games before Godi at the end of the year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, to just to just get a better, you know, opinion, mm-hmm. more more like informed for sure. Um, so there may be recency bias here, but like I don't know. Like I was over the moon in love with Final Fantasy VII remake, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and still am to this day. And I just don't feel right getting up from the share and not being like part two is my game of the year, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm less there, but, like, I think the reason I give all the disclaimers is because the further I've gotten from 7, the more I've been thinking about things I didn't like about it, so I feel like I'll probably be the same way with Part 2. Right. Um, But right now, I'm still just feeling the the impact of Part 2, you know? Yes. So, yes. we'll see how that changes. We'll see if anything disrupts the flow. I hope Spider-Man drops before November, but I know it won't, so... <laughs> Um, we will be playing more games the rest of this year. We're going to be talking about them every week, new or old. Maybe we'll be streaming some of them here on youtube.com slash joyclicks or youtube.com slash PlayStation Source. But that's going to do it for episode 25. Kevin, if there's anything you want to shout out, anything you want to plug, where can people find you? 
please go ahead. YouTube YouTube.com says Poison Source. Uh, of course, there we have uh, you know our t- right now two running uh, games focused podcast Road to Part Two, but last is Part Two. The spoiler cast is getting uploaded tomorrow as of this recording. Very Make nice. sure to check that out uh, with, of course, the luxurious Tajay, uh, as well as Road to Ghost of Tsushima on Sunday. This time we're talking about the open world of the game, you know, and what and what you'll be exploring and doing in the open world uh, of Ghost of Tsushima, uh, as well as videos about Ghost of Tsushima. And I have some Last of Us Part Two um, content in the works. Like I was, I was still kind of like letting the game mellow, yeah, in me. And now I think I'm ready to talk about it more on videos. Uh, so that's coming up. And yep, Twitter at the KDAs123, T-A-G-K-D-I-A-Z123 on there for all of my screenshots and stuff like that. Ooh, I still need to upload my screenshots from part two. I, I need to do that. I need to do mm. that. Um, but yeah, all the good stuff. Follow me on there. All the good stuff. And where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris and Buckley. Uh, I ran through all my games that I played this year on GG. If you follow me on Instagram, what Kevin just said about screenshots, every game, I got a, a story highlight on my page right now. Every game I've beaten this year, I posted a screenshot of. Uh, some of them, I didn't plan ahead, so it's just a trophy screenshot. <laughs> um, but most of them are like photo mode level or like really nice scenery. So I, I've been trying to do my best for getting screenshots up on the gram. Um YouTube.com slash joyclicks is where you are if you're watching this visually. Uh, and we have plenty of other things going on. Like I said, Kingdom Hearts Platinum Stream Series is going on three strong by the time you're probably consuming this episode. Uh, and Kevin doing a lot of Assassin's Creed. Some cool stuff coming up. Some cool event streams we're planning out. And uh, like I said at the top of the show, just reviewed Pokemon Sword and Shield, the DLC that's out there as well as once in a generation our list series highlighting the best of the best of this gen and uh, we're working on some other things for the summer so be on the lookout and uh if you're listening on podcast services like apple podcast or spotify or anything else and you can rate or review the show there it'd be greatly appreciated you could just say pizza time in the review (laughs) and i would i would be happy it's true we would be very happy so with that though that is going to do it uh i'm curious to see how our goatee picks change you know maybe something comes out of left field don't know see is breath of the wild 2 this year is spongebob battle for bikini bottom goatee i still gotta play it so we don't know we'll see we'll see we will uh but until then it's pizza time it's pizza time (laughs) 